KTAR News Special, Arizona Votes 2024, one year out. Talking about the upcoming election on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jim Sharp. And still to come, Garrett Archer, data analyst with our TV partners at ABC 15, will break down the numbers regarding how people are registered, which party holds the upper hand with registration, what uh, that spells for issues and candidates. And then after the bottom of the hour, NBC News chief political analyst Chuck Todd will join me to discuss Arizona's rising star on the national political stage. Right now, I'd like to welcome Sheriff Paul Penzone to the KTAR studios. Maricopa County, soon to be retired Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone. Uh, you deciding to leave office before your second term will end. Uh, is making the 2024 sheriff's election the closest watched local race next year? You think so? I think so. <laughs> Not that it wouldn't have been anyway, but uh, but will you tell us what kind of a candidate you'd like to see heading up the sheriff's office after the 2024 election? You know, I think it's interesting because I think that law, I mean, whether it's law enforcement leaders or other positions, it's always reflective of society's expectations for that role. You know, and, and what I mean by that is sometimes, you know, they, they want to see a, a sheriff, a law enforcement leader who's really aggressive and, and, you know, kind of, you know, striking fear into the community because you have challenges and you feel like that's going to be a an element that's beneficial. Sometimes it's, you know, and I, I think Stacey Pearson is at a steady hand. And I hope that's how I'm thought of, where it's just really kind of giving stability to such an important role in the community. Sometimes it is. They want to see someone who is more socially engaged and, and, and involved in things that maybe are outside of public safety, but make you feel better because the relational elements of it. Uh, for me, you know, I, I, I guess it's biased having to say I like steady hand because I just think how law enforcement always represent itself. But the community is going to have to decide what they're looking for. Yeah, but you're taking your steady hand off of this. <laughs> have you? Did you? How did you have a lot of second thoughts before you made this decision, or did you just say, you know what, this is the right thing to do. I'm moving forward. Yeah, it was the most difficult, easy decision I've ever made. <laughs> right. Uh, a lot of factors went into it, and and I think that some question or, or they, they think, well, was it the stress? Was it the job so difficult? Was it that it was, he was handcuffed, as he described, because of the oversight? Those are all elements you take into consideration. But really, it was a very personal decision from the space of gratified, joy-filled, fortunate. You know, the privilege was incredible. But at this point in this stage of my life, I have other interests. And it's not like I want to abandon ship because I do believe there's a lot of talented law enforcement professionals who could step in there and do an exceptional job. So it was kind of a balance of the two, but it was really just a very personal, um, responsible, I'd like to say, and forward-facing decision that I made. And, and I want to leave at a time that I feel good about what I've done, and I want to turn over to the community to decide who the next one up is. You know, I know you won't answer who that might be, but I'm going to ask you, have you asked anybody to step up and run? Have you behind the scenes said, dude or or lady, uh, I need you to, to run for this office because you'll do things the way I've done things, and I think you'd make a great sheriff? Oh, uh, I have not, and, and I appreciate what you're saying, but I, I don't think that necessarily a successor should do things the way that I've done or more that I, you know, I don't obviously do them the way my predecessor did them. I think you have to evolve it, and, and it has to be molded into your own personality, driven towards the same direction of public safety being the priority, not politics. I haven't asked anybody, but I've received some phone calls from people that are curious. And, and, and a big reason that I chose to leave prior to the end of the term, because I was concerned that if I stayed in that office till the very last day, that potential candidates would view and go, well, what if Paul changes his mind? 
You know, mm. what if he decides, I'm speaking third person, so forgive me, but what if he decides to run, it, you know, now it's a different situation. By vacating it and making an open seat, it's it truly is an open opportunity for people that might not have considered otherwise. So I feel there's some calls, but it's a, it's a big difference of somebody saying, hey, I'm thinking about running and actually getting into a race. It is, uh, it's like saying I want to run a marathon, but actually training and running a marathon. Oof. It's painful. Yeah. I've uh, done both. <laughs> Yeah, which would you consider tougher? <laughs> Running a you know, physically, maybe the marathon broke me, but uh, other ways, I got a lot of gray hair, hairs from this run. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Uh, because you're vacating this office, um, I've been hearing the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is having a very hard time finding a qualified Democrat to temporarily fill your position. That's something that they are required to do since you ran as a Democrat. Can you give us any insight into the process? And and, and have you given any input to the Board of Supervisors on this? Yeah, but I've kept my input in this very limited space where um, I tell them the challenges, I tell them the, the pros and cons, maybe to certain possibilities. In other words, as an example, I think it should stay in-house because it's such a short window of time from when I leave until when the election occurs. For someone from the outside to come in and learn the organization, learn the players, make critical decisions going into an elections, uh, you know, election year when we have unrest in the Middle East, which you know affects our our space here and our mm -hmm. safety. Mm -hmm. uh, just all those other dynamics. I think you have to have someone who's already familiar with the organization. I don't get into the weeds though, as far as who it should be, because that is the authority and the right of the board of supervisors. So if they ask me a direct question, what I think about an individual's strengths and weaknesses, I'll try to be very respectful. But what I don't want to do is influence that decision because when I chose to leave, I kind of forfeited the right to have that kind of a say over what's the best next step for the community as it relates to the responsibility of the board. Uh, you mentioned somebody from within the sheriff's office, maybe stepping up to be temporarily the sheriff. Uh, until this election can happen. But I hear that's one of the problems. When you get to uh, the upper levels of the command staff, it's a pay cut to become sheriff. Pay cut? Yeah, food stamps, coupons. I'm cutting them all <laughs> trying to make a living. Um, it is, yeah, I sit at a table with the executive team and and I think almost everybody in there makes double what I do. Obviously, I didn't pursue the job for that reason. Uh, I think the bigger challenge is, um, as I said, who do you think is the right fit for the circumstances that you have ahead of you? And, and you and I touch base on this. Listen, it is really uncommon for law enforcement professionals to be liberal or Democrats. Like even my historical background, I was an independent. Mm -hmm. And you have to replace an apple with an apple. So I was a, you know, a registered D, therefore it has to be a Democrat. And, and you have to find one that is willing to be the sheriff, that happens to be a Democrat, that's qualified and that's available, or willing to take a pay cut. So there's a, a lot of unique dynamics that come into play, and that's why I think it, it may be challenging. But I know they'll, they'll get it done. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be seamless. All right. So uh, will you eventually endorse somebody if you think they're qualified to be sheriff that, that, that runs in 2024? I think I'll, I'll be comfortable giving my thoughts on, you know, maybe what I like about it or what I'm concerned about it. But to endorse, um, again, coming out of the, I never endorsed while I was in office. Did you, did you okay. notice that? I guess I didn't. But and okay. because I feel now like, you yeah, you know, um, when you endorse somebody and you're in public safety, you're a law enforcement professional. You, now you're in a space where because of the power of the office, the power of um, the ability to affect the law. I think that there's some inherent elements that could be almost, I don't want to say corruption, but corrupted. And, and I always try to stay with me. I'm talking only the presidency. You know, I was I was asked by presidential candidates to endorse because I had so much success in Maricopa County as, as a candidate. And I don't mm -hmm. say that arrogantly. That's just the reality of it. And, and I told presidential candidates I stay out of it because I don't think it's appropriate 
people of all walks of life need to count on their sheriff to be nonpartisan. So I don't see myself endorsing a candidate for the office, but I, I would give my thoughts on their strengths or, or areas of concern. Which is, is so the opposite. of When I worked in politics, uh, anytime anybody was going to run for a high-profile office as a Republican, you had to go to Joe Arpaio, your predecessor, and essentially get his blessing. Yeah. And and he handed out a lot of endorsements through the years. So that's kind of the opposite. Uh, any thoughts on, or have you heard if Joe Arpaio is interested in trying to become uh, sheriff again? <laughs> I try not to get into his business. I think he's running for, for uh, a different office out there. Um, in Fountain Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I, I I'm going to leave that one out there just to <laughs> okay. hang, just to hang out there in the wind. Um, yeah, and listen, it is an incredible job. It's an incredible privilege. You have so much influence. It's not just the law enforcement side, but the things you can do for the community outside of your fundamental, uh, you know, responsibilities. Yeah. If your heart's in the right place, serving people. So that's what my hope is. My one hope is that it is truly a, a, a public servant. Not a person who thinks that just because you sit in this high seat that suddenly you're empowered to make it about you. When you make it about you, it's time to get the hell out. And and I've tried my best to never make it about me, to make it about the people. And that's why I wanted to leave the same man I entered. So whoever's up next, you know, whatever that, you know, he or she, their their skill set is, their background, I just hope that they truly are a public servant. All right. I have to ask, will you tell us what your next job's going to be? It's going to be fun and exciting. <laughs> and uh, no, you know what? I... The reason we've been close to the chest is uh, close to the vest. I said that wrong. <laughs> um, I made my decision to leave before I pursued where I wanted to go. And I never wanted that to be confused. And I felt like if right out of the shoot, I'm like, hey, I'm leaving and here's where I'm going. It mm. looked like I was enticed to go there. And that wasn't the case. It's an incredible opportunity working in the private sector for an organization that is just phenomenal in serving this community in a lot of different capacities. And they've given me an opportunity to do something really unique. So in the next few weeks, we'll, we'll make that known publicly. Um, but even with that being said, I'll still be involved in a lot of ways in public service. Uh, this is my home and my family's home, and I care very much about it. So I'll, I'll be doing a lot of good things. Wow, this is, you, the way you put this, it does sound like you're may, maybe you're building it up too much, but it just sounds to me like you know you're going to be involved in public service and you're going to be doing this. And, and I'm like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, so. I don't want to build it up that much. It's me like, wow, that was <laughs> underwhelming, Paul. But it's not. It's cool. It's just so different. I think yeah. it's going to be like. You know, you've seen me in this one space for so long, and then suddenly I'm I'm wearing you know something different. Um, so it'll be it'll be unique for me, but it's going to be exciting. Will you ever consider coming back to public office? I think if it, you know, it has to be a calling. I think it has to be that you truly are the right person because of the circumstances. Um, almost demand that you do what's right by people. So I wouldn't say no. I just don't have it's, a lot of people in politics have this this wishboard, I think. Right. They We're like, OK, you're step one, two, three, four and five. Yeah. That's not me. You know, I, I already hit the top of the list. I think I would want to do so if I came back into politics, it would have to be the right circumstances, the right reasons. And I just happen to be the right person. All right. Uh, that is soon to be retired Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone.